0: Hashtag, you don't have to be Jewish.
1: Well, welcome to it. This is the DL Link Show, where we connect you with insights, information, and illumination here on 101.9 High FM. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Nikki Severini, um, and I'm with you for the next hour. And you know, we've had a lot of doom and gloom and so much information, COVID-19 and Looking at so many issues around the world and we're really all trying to find our way in this new, so to speak, world of ours. And really, we've been bringing you wonderful experts every week to give you tips and hints, ideas to help you navigate this time. Well, you know what? Today's show, we're just going to let our hair down and we're going to forget about everything. Or maybe we don't even have to forget about everything, but we are certainly going to put our heads back And laugh, because laughter is its indeed the greatest medicine. And I think that sometimes we take things so terribly seriously. And it's not to say that when we laugh, we're not taking them seriously. I think it's so good for us mentally, physically, and very, very much emotionally. Carolyn Birmingham said, a smile starts on the lips, a grin spreads to the edges, a chuckle comes from the belly, but a good laugh bursts forth from the soul. Overflows and bubbles all around. So I want to start off because really that is the theme of today's show. We're talking laughter, 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 why it's good for you, how we can use it, how people create laughter, an entire show dedicated to the wonders of laughter. And, you know, it's, it's in honor of a person who had such a wonderful, wonderful sense of humor. He really, really did make people laugh Laugh at his, his your site this Saturday. I'm talking about Warren Goodman. That is Zaev Hakohen And Michelle Goodman, the founder of the DL Link, um, wants to dedicate this show for her children in their father's name. So this is for Warren Goodman, Zaev Hakohen, and his good friend, Harris Sadelsky. So we are going to be crossing over all the way to New York, believe it or not. Um, We have an incredible guest who will be kicking off this fabulous idea of laughing and finding the joy from deep within us. Um, She is the author of It's Okay to Laugh Seriously, um, and her latest book is New Joy Response to a changing world. Um, Gitty Stolick, all the way from New York, uh, Brooklyn, who is a mother and a grandmother, an educator, and she helps challenge children, realize their hidden potential. Gitty, welcome. Fabulous to have you on the show.
2: Thank you so much. And I welcome this free ticket to South Africa, a country that I always wanted to visit. And now here I am. <laughs> I here you want- are. And it's wonderful that I'm coming so that we can laugh together. That's incredible. I never thought, I only thought of a safaris, but this is better.
1: And you know what? I think laughing through a safari would also be a good thing, Kitty, So I'm looking so forward to finding out more about really digging deep and finding this inner joy and allowing it to bubble forth. We're going to take a quick break. Um, and after the break, we will continue. So please stay with us. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Well, welcome back to the DL Link Show. And as I said, this is a show about laughter. We're going to learn how to laugh, why it's important to laugh, the incredible benefits of laughter, and uh, the behind the scenes of laughter. That's what the whole show is dedicated to. Gitty Stolik is speaking to us from New York, the author of It's Okay to Laugh Seriously, and her newest book, New Joy, Response to a Changing World. Um, Gitti, uh I want to actually talk to you about your book, It's Okay to Laugh Seriously, because I looked at the title a number of times, and I wondered if you did this on purpose. So in my mind, I said, it's okay to laugh, seriously. And then the other one was, it's okay to laugh, seriously. Which one is it, Gitty? Well,
2: as humor goes, there are multi-layers in every statement. And this was meant to be a study. You can write a thesis on it. It's okay to laugh. Seriously, is lingo right? But we uh-huh. the, 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 the actually, why do we laugh? There's a. It's really kabbalistic, and when somebody reads this book, they will come up with the wisdom that there's an. In order for laughter to be useful and elevating in the right way, used properly, it's actually a very serious. Um, it has a very serious, um, it's a serious matter. It has very divine connection. Now, divine. the divine world is serious, but extremely joyful. So it's that mm-hmm. kind of serious that's not in any way pulling us down. It's only going to pull us up. It's a good kind of serious. So you got And even if you look at the cover, and this is a whole deal we had with the graphic design. It is an eyebrow. And where do you find that eye? And that's the okay to laugh. And where is the other eyebrow? Well, that's you know that's humor. And it has all these dimensions, hidden dimensions to them. That when we get into humor, it's fascinating. It's actually a study of tremendous cerebral potential. And they say that Talmudists are using skills that the same skills are used by skillful humorists. Well, I want to sh- well, invite all of you, and not to my show where I'm entertaining you with jokes and you're going to sit there and laugh and go home to your own serious in the wrong way life. But you are going to develop the skill to become your own entertainers, so that you can be- your mind can be entertaining places for you to live with all day, and that so you have to be able to laugh at life more than that to laugh at yourself first as well and get and not only first as well but fast before anyone else can we need the strength to make ourselves vulnerable and we do that with humor and we do that together with everybody we want everyone to be rolling but no one's heads should be rolling in other words we never Mm. I was very very careful to make sure that the correct Humor went in here, respectful humor, because we're only going to feel good if we have respect. That we can come out clean and feeling wonderful. Somebody told me they bought my book just because of the clean humor. Well, wow, that was not my intention. But I hope you got a few more messages along the way.
1: Now I pass the baton back to you. If you have another question, I was just saying, Gitti, I love that you've written this book, and also that we are all that we are focusing on the word seriously. And you've said that it can be elevating and useful if it is used in the right way. And you talk about a divine connection. So that's quite interesting. What is the right way? What? How do we use humor the right way?
2: So I w- I would take you there, but if you don't mind, I want to first give us a chance to just be not that serious and I want to build this up with your permission let's I want to climb the ladder together with everybody so I just want to start with a few um just humor like premises number one every joke has a glint of truth at its core we make jokes about things that really bother us and every per- and, and then in my book I have these chapters where I talk about what makes people laugh. And everyone's going to have their different taste of humor. But one beautiful thing is that we can all laugh together. Laughter has, is a universal language, and that is magnificent. So another chapter is, I I said, how, what makes people laugh. I actually have a chapter, what makes Jews laugh, because Jews have been at the bottom of the pit in terms of suffering, so they needed the humor more than others to survive. So what makes a Jew laugh? What makes a child laugh? You know, we learn so much from children, so from the humor as well, and I've been working with little children. And then I have a a chapter, what makes God laugh? And that is leading into your question. What makes God laugh? And we want to be on God's side, right? When God is winking to us, we want to get the humor. We don't want to be, we don't want to be out of it. So, so when you say, so there is, I have a whole chapter about about what makes us... Think. Now, I'll, I'll bypass everything else and I'll take you to this section now and just talk about it. Just think of yourself as a clock. A clock, the old-fashioned clocks have a lot of gears. So every human... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry about that. Every human being has a lot of gears and each gear is an inner to the one that's out. And the inner gear and the inner gear... Like everybody, whatever we do in life, we go, we get into our car. Why do we get into our car? Because if we're going to our place of business. Why are we going to a place of business? Because you want to make money. What are you going to do with the money? And each one has an inner purpose. So I want to take you here. Our inner 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 core of a person is pleasure. Pleasure is a very simple it's not it's not connected to our coffee. It's not connected to our swimming and our exercise and our company. Pleasure is stripped of everything, and it's pure, pure, pure. That pure pleasure center, you know where it it, it connects directly to God's inner pleasure center. You know why? Because we are created in the image of God. So everything that happens with the macrocosm, with a microcosm, reflects in the macrocosm. So this is amazing. When we laugh, and we laugh because it's sparked. Usually often by humor, so humor sparks the laughter. The laughter activates our center pleasure core and that center pleasure core directly connects us to God's inner powers. And that, and that is why we feel so empowered when we laugh. We are empowered at life. We actually are liberated. It's liberating. And then we expand and we, and we overcome. And this gives us a tremendous strength, and it's not ours to win. We always thought it's just, we never thought about it. But now we're going to be mindful of it. We're going to see what this humor does to us. So humor is important for serving God, for survival, for living gracefully. And I'll ask you a trick question, but I'm not going to answer it yet. I want to know when <laughs> the break is so that I can ask you that, ask that question so you can think about it during your next break. Ask us the trick question, Gitty. I will ask you the trick question. What day was humor created? You know that the world was created in seven days.
1: We're gonna take a break, we're gonna think about that Ditty, and on the other side, um, we're gonna come up with an answer. Let's see how right we are. A quick break and we'll be right back. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Welcome back to the DL Link show where we connect you through insight, information and illumination. Um, if you've just joined us, welcome. Listen, this is a show all about laughter. Um I have Gitty Stolik on the line all the way from New York. She's the author of It's Okay to Laugh Seriously and her newest book, New Joy Response to a Changing World. She is a mother, she's a grandmother, and also an educator who helps challenged children realize their hidden Potential. And Gitty has been talking about laughter and how laughter helps you connect with God and about an inner joy. And I, I love the direction of this conversation, Gitty. And just before the break, you asked us a question and you said, on what day of the seven days of creation was a joy, um, introduced? Is that, was, was that the question, Gitty? Yes, it was. I had.
2: The page prepared, like, I didn't write down the page number. That means we're just going to add lid. but it's very nicely written up. But the point is still the same. I
1: would say on day one, what do you say, Gitty? I would say there had to be a sense of humor, humor from day one. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> there was no one to laugh with on day one. I'm really sorry that it's just not going to Oh, work.
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to say it was the, it was the sense of humor that got everything going. But please okay. expand on that, What day was it? <laughs>
2: okay. Whatever you say, you can back it up, then you get, you get the score. So I made a, I made, I made a, um, a pitch for the third day. I said, you know, the third day God created the flowers and the trees in it and all the things that have color. And I said, you know what? Imagine a world without humor. A world without humor is like a world without color—drab. It's the humor that gives us the lift, and it's it just imagine, just imagine how how straight everything would be. It would not be nothing would be able to make life exciting like humor does. So I would say that. But as well, I have to say that the first joke was created when Adam and Eve fell into the first crisis, because crisis is a response to humor. And what I'm missing here is my page with the doctor and the lawyer. So that's, I can't tell you about that. But you know what? We've been speaking for a while and I have not even shared one uh joke. So I want to do that right now. And I want to show you how universal uh our issues are. That they probably, this joke could have been crafted who knows how many years ago. But listen how relevant it is right now to today. So here are two people who are sitting in the coffee shop and they're discussing what it must be like to be in heaven. One comments, one thing is certain, we will have a good rest up there, no buying or selling up in heaven. And then the friend says, you're right about that. That is not where business has gone. Now, this is a sharp joke. This is one where you have to like, what? What did you just say? This is like one the one where I I told you that a Talmudist has all the skills that humorists have, is like... Business has not gone. See what humor does that? It reverses everything. I just takes the earth under you, and you think you're standing in a bad place, and suddenly it can just shift everything and make, and just you laugh at it, and then suddenly you feel better. You know, humor is like a reset. So here they're saying that humor has not gone up to heaven. So, yeah, so there's no business, and um, but they really meant to say there's no business down here on earth, obviously. And the jokes don't really work by being explained, but this one was so sharp that. You know, I, I, I have various, you know, extended family. I have many daughters-in-law and sons-in-law. And I see that everyone's different. And one is always happy, but she doesn't get the jokes. So we have such different people. So I want to offer, you know, when I give workshops and I've been teaching also in high schools, I say, you know what? You don't need to have a sense of humor to laugh. And that is an epiphany for people. So people, when they go through life, and you hit a crisis, and sometimes a little thorny moment with a spouse. And now you both get very tight, and so you say to me, and then one person just laughs at it. And that diffuses the whole thing. So you went straight to the pleasure center. So when you're in a pinch, just do that. I remember that my husband was, hope he doesn't mind me sharing about him, but he was practicing to blow the shofar, and uh, it was not working. And he's blowing, and he's blowing, and he's blowing. He's getting all blue in the face, blue and red, any color. And so finally, he puts the shofar down. And what would you do? I would, like, make some kind of, like, face, like, oh, possible. Well, he's smarter than me. That's why I married him. And he said, and he didn't say anything, sorry. And guess what he did? He left. And then he put it to his mouth, and it blew like a fiddle. Do you see how we can shortcut? So, and, you know, I'm not, like, this major humorist. So when I was writing this book, I uh, accessed people who have funny brains and it actually grew my funny brain. I cultivated it, you know, like with water and sunshine and people who are funny and I cultivated and I became much more able to figure, you know, to, to I even came up with my own humor. I was very proud of it. Now I just want to share some ideas over here for all of you because humor is known to be a facilitator for health. It's aerobic. It has It offers us emotional balance. And I just want to say that when we look for health and humor providing health and laughter as well, we also want to know that the same rule follows when we go to a doctor. The doctor has been given permission by God to heal, but the actual healing comes from God. And based on what we discussed before, that paradigm, the humor will, will be the opiates. But what is the inner purpose of good health and where you're really getting the power from or where you're really getting that atomic blast from that can save you literally from all kinds of crisis. Try it in every crisis, you'll see it's tried and proven. So you're really getting it from the one above. It's like there's, mm. when you laugh, you have the humor and the laughter. They're both, you know, these are two buddies. They work together. You know, which is the chicken, which is the egg. It doesn't really matter. The point is they they work together. They're like the twin. They're like twin propellers. And I do want to say that that's very important because my purpose was not rich initially to write about humor and laughter. My idea was I was writing about joy and only wrote about joy because I stumbled on the tremendous powers of humor and laughter. So from now on, I, every time I go out of the house or even in the house, I can't, I have, everything has to have two pockets, everything I wear. one pocket I keep laughter and the other pocket I keep humor, I must have in handy. Like I say, don't leave your home without this card, you know, the credit card. Don't ever leave your home without it. It's a bonder. It it, it connects people together. People who laugh together are going to be not going to be able to fight. And that works great, as we said before, for spouses. And that's where it's really needed. So it's so you release dopamine and neurotransmitters. And that bathes all your cells with positive with positive fluids, and that creates
1: an atmosphere of health and healing. You so, I just want to repeat, because you're saying so it's elevating, and if used in the right way, it, you have this divine connection with God. You're talking about now how physiology, the, the, the physiology behind laughter is it boosts all systems. We feel so much better. We feel so much happier um, that it's great in relationships. It can turn things around. What would you say to people, just to wrap up, gitty what would you say to people who are finding this a particularly challenging time? They don't, you know, you said you don't need to have a sense of humor. How do you take a situation like today, the COVID, the not knowing what's coming up, not people not knowing what the future holds, how do we find so if we're looking at the joy and the humor, how, 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 how do we as individuals, what tip can you leave us with to find the joy in this?
2: You know, it's interesting that you asked me and I love that you asked me this question because this is exactly what I'm trying to say on my next blog post. Um, by the way, in response to the situation, we began, um, a blog site called Ani Ma'amin 5780. That is the Hebrew year we're in, .com. A-N-I-M-A-A-M-I-N dot com. I'm sorry, 5780.com. And so I was thinking, because humor gave me that shock in my ability that every time I think of a negative word, I immediately think of how to reverse that negative word. So let's take a word that's really unsettling to people now, and that word is uncertainty. Uncertainty is, if you'll ask mental health counselors, one of the biggies of this, of this time that really took people that they can handle this. And there is still a state of uncertainty, um, even when things are resuming normalcy, so to speak, in phases. But take what is the opposite of uncertainty, certainty. So I say this. So now immediately we go to the positive aspect of it. We say uncertainty is a big issue. So we have, but in the uncertainty, we're going to find the point of certainty, and we're going to focus on that. And not only that, we're going to make that the dominant part of our mind, because what we're working with humor and with laughter and with joy is we're working with our mind. We're bringing a light into our mind. So we said, let's find the point of certainty and live with it and focus on it. And you know what is a point of certainty? One point of certainty is I'm being Jewish. I have this Jewish quirk, and that is called optimism that we know that our future is good. And it's very clear that the time is now because the cookie is crumbling, completely crumbling. And it's so, un- so unnerving when the cookie crumbles because you don't know what's ahead. So what we need to do is we need to find a new certainty to hold on to. The certainty has been ours always. We always make it take over our lives because make our minds, when I say lies, I mean mind, because mind is our life, what we're living with, we're living with it. We're not living with our feet. You have to walk or we don't have to walk. We can't walk. We don't have to walk, but ultimately we live with our mind. And this is all about the mind.
1: No, fantastic, Kitty. I love that. I love what you've shared with our audience. I think incredibly valuable um, to be able to turn that word around and to really focus on the positive and the the, the, the the energy and everything that goes with it. Getty, I wish we had more time. I, I think that you're absolutely fascinating. I'm sure that many of our listeners are going to be looking for your book and let me just repeat the names of uh, Getty's books. The first one is It's Okay to Laugh seriously and the second one is new joy response to a changing world amazing gitty thank you so much gitty Stolic speaking to us from new york thank you for your time gitty um it really has been a pleasure do take care shireen will be joining us after the break so please stay with us
0: hashtag you don't have to be jewish 101.9
1: 101.9 Chai FM, you're listening to the DL Link Show. As we said right at the beginning, um, you know, today's show is really in honor of someone who had the most incredible sense of humor um, and he loved making people laugh. And I'm talking about the late Warren Goodman, um, that is uh, Eva Cohen, and Michelle Goodman, who is the founder of the DL Link, has dedicated this show for her children um, in the, their father's name and also for their good friend Harris Zdalski so we had a wonderful um, chat with Gitty Stolik from New York talking about her books It's Okay to Laugh Seriously A New Joy Response to a Changing World and uh, we're staying with laughter um, but this time we're going to be talking to the laughter professor um, and she takes laughing indeed very seriously and she actually helps people um, with laughter um, in companies, individuals She's a global speaker, best-selling author, international laughter and happiness speaker, and I'm talking about um, Shireen Richter. Shireen, welcome. Fabulous, fabulous, as always, to have you on the show.
2: Hi, Nikki. Thank
0: you so much for having me, and always
1: amazing to chat to you. You know, Shireen, this is—I mean, we were talking to Gitty and just before we said goodbye, to I said, you know, do you have any tips, and uh, how do we, how do we find humor in uh, such difficult or challenging, or you know, our, our unknowing times, and especially when we look around the world, people are looking at polarized opinions around so many things and um you just need to go on social media to see the anger to see the frustration to see um the the desperation that people are going through at the moment as as a person who who really deals in laughter and helps people what what do you have to say about this and and is laughter appropriate at a time like now
0: I think that many people are going through, in fact, all of us are going through very challenging times. I think we're trying to um, navigate our way into a new kind of normal. And because we don't know what the outcome is or when it's going to end, it creates a lot of anxiety and confusion within. And the biggest difficulty is people don't know how to manage these emotions. There's no outlet. And so the outlet then becomes anger and the outlet becomes shouting and 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 doing that kind of thing, the beautiful thing about laughter is that um, we use laughter not because we are happy, but we can actually use laughter as one of the most valuable tools that we have in order to change the way we feel, in order to make us happy. So laughter becomes a therapeutic tool as opposed to just something that we do when we're in a crowd of people and uh, we're feeling good and somebody said something that's funny or, you know, someone said something that amuses us and we laugh. We actually use this as a tool as you would use anything else in your life with an end goal um, and and a purpose for doing it. I know it sounds crazy.
1: No, I mean, I think it sounds fascinating. You know, we all know we feel good after we've had a good laugh. I mean, there's nothing better than having a good laugh. And you have some people who laugh very easily. For some people, it's a little bit more difficult to laugh. Some people laugh when they're just very uncomfortable, nervous, angry. We all have different reactions and responses. But to take something like laughter and use it um, therapeutically, as you're talking about, Shereen, how does one bring about laughter when, when something is not funny?
0: And I think right now, Nikki, no one's finding anything funny. You know, people are scared. Um, People are scared. We know that the worst is still to come and, and, you know, the numbers are going to start increasing. Very soon it's going to start hitting people. We know. So it's not, people are not feeling very jovial. And I think the idea around it is a complete shift in mindset to say that we've been given as human beings the gift of laughter and nothing that we've been given on the human body is by accident. So we have eyes and ears for a reason. We have nose, a nose for a reason. We have a mouth for a reason. Nothing was just put in the physical body just by accident. And so when we look at it in this perspective, why were human beings given laughter? In the same way that we have a heart and lungs and kidneys, everything that we were given in our physical body, we use every day as a vital part of life. So I'd ask the question, you know, do you um, use your lungs and and kidneys every day? Or do you just use it when you feel like it and when you're in the mood? And the answer to that is you use it every day. Do you use your eyes when you're in the mood? No. So why is it that we've conditioned ourselves that laughter is silly and stupid and we have to feel really good about ourselves or good about a situation in order to laugh? There has to be a deeper meaning and that's really where this all unfolds and where science has now proven that laughter was given to us for a very specific reason, and that is it's able to change the chemical balance inside our bodies, and it's able to change our mood state. And it's also able to connect us to other people.
1: Please expand on that, Shireen. How, how, how is laughter changing this in our body and making us feel so much better? What happens when we laugh?
0: So when we're stressed, and, and really this works, and it has been since the beginning of time with man, if you go back to caveman times, but we were built with a fight-or-flight response. So what would happen is man would go out to hunt or get food, and, and we're given this fight-or-flight response in order to protect us in case we came across anything life-threatening or any sort of danger what would happen is we would see a lion or see something, and I'm just using a very basic example, obviously, just um, so you can get the understanding. And what would happen is your whole body, your physical body, would react. So your blood pressure would go up. Your heart rate would go up. um, You'd start breathing heavily, and you would panic. You would feel feelings of panic, anxiety, tension, and you would turn around and you would run away from the lion. And when finally you got your safety, your breathing would regulate, your blood pressure would come down, um, and you would go back to kind of a, a, a normal sort of state. When you look at what's happened today with us in our lives, every time anything stressful happens – we, our blood pressure goes up. We get anxious. Our brains start releasing serotonin and our uh, – sorry, our brains start releasing cortisol and adrenaline. So we get put in that flat and uh, fat situation. But we never get to a point of safety where we go, oh, okay, I'm fine now. And especially in these times with COVID – we don't know when we're ever going to be fine. We don't know whenever life is going to be kind of anything we ever remember it as being. So all that's happening is cortisol and adrenaline are pumping um, at high speed into our bodies. And, and that lowers our immune system. It makes us feel depressed. It makes us feel disconnected. It makes us feel sad. Um, we get sick more easily. And it has all these negative um, effects on a physical level. But when we laugh, This is the amazing thing. Laughter is the only thing that was given to a human being that has the ability to 100% reverse the effects of stress on the physical body. So we always think something outside needs to change, something out there has to be different. When in fact Hashem actually gave us that as a built-in coping mechanism, the minute we start laughing, we get out of fight and flight mode. So the minute we start laughing, the brain then starts saying, Oh my goodness, Shireen's okay, Shireen's happy, let's give her some serotonin, let's give her some endorphins, let's give her some oxytocin, some dopamine, and, and suddenly the body fills and floods itself with all of these feel-good chemicals that actually help change the way we're feeling on a physical level, which then allows us to emotionally look at things differently. So it's all connected, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, it's all connected. And very often it's difficult to change your thought process because you're feeling so bad. And, and you know, you can say to a person, snap out of it. It's not very easy to snap out of it. But when you change your actual physical energy, it's easier to change your thought process.
1: Shireen Richter um, on the line, and she is a global speaker. She's a best-selling author, international laughter and happiness speaker. And we're talking about the fantastic impact um, and influence, um, both psychologically and physiologically, spiritually, um, that laughter can have on us. How do we access it when we really aren't feeling like wanting to laugh, when we're feeling angry or very sad? So, Shireen, how do we get there? How do we go from angry To, you know, I'm sure it's not the laughter because it's not coming from the joke, but how do we switch that on to switch the stress off?
0: Okay, so in order to do that, I think there's two things. One, you have to dive right in. So the (laughs) idea is that uh, we don't laugh because we're happy. You'll have listeners that are listening to this thinking, I have nothing to be happy about. I do not feel like laughing. I haven't heard anything funny, and this just feels so wrong. So it's about shifting the mindset to say it doesn't matter how it feels. When you go to gym, sometimes you don't feel like it or you go for a walk. You don't feel like it, but you do it because you know it's good and it's going to have benefits, and that's the same. So it's a shift in mindset and dive right in. How do we dive right in? Well, The same way that you would go to gym or go for a walk or do weights or do exercises or yoga, you have predefined exercises that you can use to strengthen certain muscles. So there are a whole range, and I'll, I'll give the listeners a whole list of different ones, but there are a whole lot of different laughter exercises that you can do. And really what a person should do is actually sit and do these exercises for five minutes a day. And five minutes of hearty belly laugh, by the way, has the same cardiovascular effect as 10 minutes on an exercise bike in a gym. So oh, I'm for sold. people who cannot get to gym right now, the best option is just to laugh and um and, and it 's even more fun you know we 're all stuck at home with family members and and for people who are stuck on their own, you can either do it on your own and look into a mirror or just on your own. You can phone a friend and do it, or you can actually do it with the members the family members in your house and it 's great because it actually helps you cross boundaries and you know people get irritated because they 're living on top of each other all the time, so it helps reduce stress amongst the people within the house as well. And so there are different examples and, and we can do some together, Nikki, if you're brave enough and ready to dive right in. Um, oh, I, yes, yes, and yes is my answer. Okay. Great. So we're going to get a six pack by the end of the show. We're going to have <laughs> our bodies flooded with feel good drugs. Um, so, so all's good. The first one that we can do and the laughter, the, the, Listeners can try it with us, is something called gradient laughter. Now, what we do with gradient laughter is you would just be wherever you are. And if you want to do this with a friend and you live alone, you make a call to a friend and you go, I used to have actually a laughter buddy that I used to do this with. And when either of us were feeling down, one would make a call to the other and we'd say, Time to laugh. And then the other one would know, okay, I'm having a shit day. I'm feeling terrible. And it's now time to help um, my friend. And what you do is you start off with a little giggle. So you start off with a fake smile first. And that's going to feel awkward and uncomfortable. But, again, it's about diving in and saying, I know it's uncomfortable, but there's a reason I'm able to laugh and I want to feel the effects, the benefits. Then you go into a giggle into a slow laugh, and you increase the tempo and volume until you're having a loud belly laugh. Now, a lot of the time it may be fake, so the idea is fake it till you make it. But the beautiful thing is that if you're faking it the whole entire time, and you're thinking, oh, my God, this is absolutely ridiculous, it's so stupid, I can't believe I'm doing it, the brain can't tell the difference between a real and fake laugh. And so what happens is the brain will still get the body to respond by releasing these feel-good drugs and and changing the way your body feels.
1: Fantastic. Are you going to lead the way and I'll be right behind you, giggling Uh, away? and hopefully
0: people who are listening to us will join in. (laughs) So I'll guide us through. So we're going to start with a little uh, smile. And then we're gonna start giggling, so. <laughs> Little giggle, okay. <laughs> and then make it more into a bit of a slow laugh. <laughs> and this feels so stupid. <laughs> and now we're gonna increase the tempo and volume and pretend we've heard the funniest joke ever. <laughs>
1: mean. <laughs> <Shireen, laughs> I have to ask you a question. <laughs> I'm not faking it. I'm really finding this very funny. Are you such a good faker, or do you also get to laugh?
0: <laughs> so there comes a point where there's suddenly a speech and the reason. Oh, for that, like <laughs> like, oh that was you know, wonderful. Physiology. You, you know, you feel so much better, but the, what happens is that there's mirror neuron in our brain. So when we hear someone laughing, even if they say to them, remember the brain can't tell the difference, and so it becomes a genuine laugh. And and the more people you have, the funnier it becomes and the more you listen to other people's laughter. People snort and grunt and, you know, they make all <laughs> different noises. <laughs> and it's really funny. And I have to say, thank you. I need
1: that laugh right now, oh, actually. To me too. <laughs> I have to say, let me describe how I feel. I am relaxed. I almost feel elevated, I feel calm, I feel amazing and it really it was a couple of minutes and wow, did I enjoy it. Okay, so what I took out of that, which is very important, is you've got to be doing it with someone because I can't imagine reaching that crescendo and really that enjoyment of the laughter on my own. Yes. So you say get get a laughter buddy, hey? Yes.
0: It helps. Look, you can definitely do it on your own and there are exercises like for example just to tell your listening, your honest listeners, there's a donkey laugh. And they can try that on their own. And it's really funny because you're just being stupid. But basically, you make the sound ee or like a laugh. So you go ee or ee And you just land up laughing because of that. <laughs> oh, so, my goodness. So there are lots of different laughs that you can actually do. Um, for example, <laughs> the Hawaiian greeting, which is Aloha. And you bend down and you as you lift up, you breathe out, you breathe in and breathe out and come with your arms up in the air and you go, (laughs) aloha.
1: Okay, so let's summarize because, you know, basic, just so that everyone walks away and can feel as good as I'm feeling right now. We know that, I mean, we've heard about the connection with Hashem and having this meaningful connection and meaningful laughter. You spoke about the physiology of being in this fight or flight, that you can get yourself out of the stressful state by bringing laughter, that we should be looking at laughter as a daily exercise because it's so good for us. Get a laughter buddy if you can. If not, do it on your own. And if people want to find out more, Shireen, if they want to get their hands on these wonderful exercises, do they contact you directly?
0: They can contact me directly. They can actually just send me an email at uh, info at laughtercoaching.coza. Um, and I also will help facilitate groups if they want to, if people would like to do Zoom parties, we can do Zoom laughter parties, um, <laughs> with a couple of people. <laughs> I mean, we can't go out for dinner anymore and, uh, oh. we can't, there, there's not a lot we can do, but social connection is very important. So, um, that is a, a, a COVID solution to laughter is having a Zoom laughter party. So we can do that and also ties in with when you're going through Is how to utilize these
1: happiness tools. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for my little rush. Um, of my dopamine and whatever else is rushing through my system. I feel great. It's been wonderful having you on the show as it always is. Take care, look after yourself and stay safe.
0: Take care, Nikki. Always amazing to chat to you and you stay safe oh, too.
1: Thanks, Serene. So for the 16th of June, you know, we want to extend, we want to make you laugh. Um, we are so um, delighted and we're always so privileged that we have you supporting us. And when I say us, I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of the DR Link so that We can continue to do what we do, and so that is why the DL link is bringing you this evening, um, the 16th of June, which is just an evening of laughter and fun, and um, it's going to be – Nick Rabinowitz is going to be leading the troops, so to speak. And um, there's also going to be Gili Acton. I'm going to be chatting to Gili in just a moment and Honing uh, Incidentally, as I said, this is a free event, but you do need to register beforehand. So if you would like to attend this Zoom event on the 16th of June, it's 8 o'clock in the evening, please email the DL link now. So the, the email address is info at DL That is info at DL link.co.za email them tell them you would like to attend they will then send you a link and you're going to be clicking on that link and that it will help you register that will lead you to the registration for the evening the 16th of June for free a fantastic evening put it in your diary save the date email them info at dllink.co.za after the break Gilly Actor who is one of the comedians um, is going to be talking to us so, so stay with us Hi Fem, your station of choice since 2008. It's 101.9 Hi FM, this is the DL Link Show, and we are laughing our way through this Thursday afternoon. You know, I wasn't in uh, any kind of state of mind that would bring about laughter, so it just shows you when you have a, a laughter professor and she knows how to get you laughing, you mm-hmm. laugh. Did you laugh? I mean, did you did those exercises work on you and are you feeling as fantastic as I am I really really hope that you are so as I said the 16th of June the DL link is giving you an opportunity to laugh to just let your hair down and have a fabulous evening with Nick Rubinovitz and Gilly Akta and Honey G it's going to be such a great evening for free and because the DL link wants to thank you for always being such a great supporter of their cause so as I said just before the break I'll be giving out more details once again how you can register to join this Zoom meeting. But I have on the line Gilly Apta. Gilly is a script writer. She is a stand-up comedian, um, and she is going to be with Nick and with Choni on the night. So, Gilly, welcome, welcome. Thank you, you me. Me Thank you for having me.
3: Thank you. I'm most
1: Well, it's so good to have you back. And I've got to say, uh, we had Shereen. Um, she's this laughter professor. and she got us all laughing. And I almost feel like she her second job should be. You know, but sometimes before, um, stage shows, you have like the, the warm up artist. Yes. She could be, yes. good, she could be a good warm up artist, but let's talk <laughs> sure. about, we've dedicated the whole show to laughter. So the, why it's good for us, how in difficult times we should still be able to laugh and, and all the different reasons from the perspective of a comedian. Um, and it's quite an important role that you have in society, especially when life is so serious. How does one find the balance between being serious and finding the lighthearted side in life.
3: You know, I think comedians spend most of our time grappling with that question anyway. You know, whenever we are joking about something, it's usually, I mean, when we want to make an impact, it's usually about something serious. So nothing much is different except that I can tell you, like in the beginning of lockdown, I had to make videos. I was I was basically being paid to make videos every single day. And at the beginning of lockdown is a time where we don't know the scope of the thing. You know, we don't know how how long it's going to last or how much devastation there's going to be. So you had to be really, really careful. You know, it's very hard to be inside your house and try to get and assess what the world is experiencing. You know, so... It's very, very tricky, but, I mean, that's the job.
1: And also, I suppose, stepping on toes. So, as you say, when you're starting to do videos, when you're doing videos about um, COVID-19, it's like how much laughter can you bring in when it is so serious? It's not like, um, you know, a, a, something that's passing very quickly. This is something yes. that's going to be with us for such a long time, and we don't know where we're going with it. So how do you grapple with this very specific one?
3: It's been very interesting because usually when something is happening, as comedians, we get to go out, we get on stage, and we get very quick feedback from a live audience about whether or not what we're saying is okay. You know, they tell you fast and you learn fast. But when you're sitting in your house and you're making a video about something serious and you put it out there, you know, you get responses online, but you might not see most of the responses. You might not see the person sitting in their house fuming or laughing or whatever it is. So the truth is... You really have to trust your impulses. That's what I do. For me, I just, like, I really have to trust my guts, you know. And sometimes I get it wrong, and sometimes I get it wrong. Right, and it's tough, but you really, really trust yourself, and I, I think I most of the time I trust myself, and it comes from experience. I think.
1: Yeah, I'm sure, but I think possibly for for comedians, for performers, I think this is a, a particularly challenging time. So many people have been able to take their businesses online, but you've just said it as a comedian, you always can go with a joke, whether it worked, whether it didn't work, and so looking yeah. at the kind of comedy. Come out. So, a lot of people have been obviously making a lot of comedy about COVID. Some people have just been lip syncing certain politicians. Yes. So how? The, I suppose the question is, like, for example, an evening like on the sixteenth of June, it's the three of you. How yes. do you? How do you play? Or are you going to be playing off one another? How do you do it when you have when you're presenting or you're performing or you're joking with or trying to even make fun of an audience that you you're not mm. really seeing.
3: You know what the truth is? I've never been the kind of comedian really to, I don't really make fun of the audience. I have my stuff that I talk about and that's what I go with. And what's been interesting about doing shows online is that in the real world, if something's not funny or or the audience doesn't think you're funny, they don't laugh. And then that's kind of humiliating. But the truth is you are saying those things because you think they're funny. I've enjoyed the Few times I've done online shows because the, I get to retain my self esteem when I'm there because there's very few people ah. not laughing. You know, it's all silence. I get to imagine the response that I imagined when I thought of the joke in the first place. I personally think it's quite nice, <laughs> but that's got my nice self esteem. I don't want to recommend this to anybody. <laughs> um, I, I mean, Nick and I like we've done a show. for you. Sometimes, you know, what you see in the comments is something you don't see in real life, which is people write the rudest things in the comments. And and honestly, like, I think that's a cry for help. So I I take that as, like, you're looking for attention. I mean, why would you write something negative in a comment? You could just leave if you didn't like the thing. So for me, if you're writing a comment, that, that tells me you're interested because you're still there. Um, so I don't take those things very personally. In fact, I think they're quite funny. But, yeah, we play off each other sometimes. Uh, we've done a show where we've, like, you know, done the show together almost as a panel. A lot of people didn't think it was very funny, um, but I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> You're <laughs> having, having a wonderful time. time. <laughs> but it's hard. It's hard to, I, I don't think that stand-up comedy is necessarily uh, geared for a live online environment. I think stand-up comedy is a conversation between you and a live audience, and I think for us to try and replicate that um, is, is not – uh ideal let me say in the long run maybe
1: for now it's fine I, you know I prefer yeah. to,
3: do, to do videos and stuff that's a little bit more thought out for this kind of world you know
1: so interestingly, I mean, who knows where it's going to go? I mean, who would have thought that one could do a yoga class online? And yet we are, and it's not what it normally is, but we adapt. And I suppose that's how we see things unfold during these times. So what can people look forward to on the 16th before we say goodbye to you? What yes. can they so what can they look Nick for- is
3: going to be hosting the evening. It's obviously for a very powerful organization, the DL Link. And I say powerful because of what they do for – people uh, suffering with cancer and it, I mean really what a remarkable organization and so we are only ha- too happy to get on board and to make people laugh. Um, Nick's going to be hosting. There's going to be some uh, um, thank yous for people who have you know been through the experience of having DL Link see them through their uh, uh, cancer treatment. We're going to have Khoniji singing. I know a lot, a lot of people have missed him because they haven't been to weddings in a very long time so I mean, that's, that might take you back. It might give you some nostalgia. I'll be doing some comedy. (laughs) So it's just going to be a a fun, a fun event. And I I recommend coming and seeing what it's all about and being part of the, this community as well, which is quite amazing.
1: Yeah. It is an amazing community. Wow. They put out incredible content to, to everybody. Everyone's had access. No one feeling alone or connected and supporting Mm -hmm. one another. So thank you, Gilly. Yeah, that's and thank quite, you for pleasure. taking time out and 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 today to chat to us and also on the 16th of June to to entertain our, our DL Link supporters and warriors. It's been great having you on the show, Gilly. I look thank forward to so the 16th. Much. I really do. I do. take care. You too. Thanks, Thanks too. Gilly. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so write that down in the diary. The 16th of June. Gilly is amazing. Nikki is amazing. Connie G is amazing. It is a free event. 8 p.m. You just need to email info at dllink.co.za. You will be sent a link. You will click on the link, and that's how you will register because you have to register before the event. What a lovely show. I hope you laugh, and if not, I hope you're going to start laughing and learn to laugh with Shireen. Um, It's been a pleasure, as it always is, for me, Nikki Seberini. Until next week, do take care. Bye-bye.